0: Episode 37 Cannibal Camp Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Daily Grindhouse Presents No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo. Not prepared. She's a bad film hatin' while I skatin', all the while masturbatin'. And that's that's Mo Pond, yeah. yeah! And with me, as always, is the one and only Doug Tilly. He's the number bow, one super guy. Bow,
1: bow. <laughs> Mo, what, does it say? what does it say about me that sometimes I find myself humming my own theme song in my everyday
0: <laughs> life? It's it says about you what everybody already knows is that you are a narcissist. I'm like Lex Luger. I am the narcissist. Yeah, yeah, you're you're the worst uh persona of Lex Luger ever. <laughs> the narcissist. <laughs> I'm sure that reference, everyone will understand it right away. No problem. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm sure our entire listener base. Ugh.
1: Yes, all of you who are listening right now. Mo, we're back on No Budget Nightmares. We are. And you know, uh, we got some feedback on the last episode that at the beginning of the episode, oh, come on, we have to talk about that. It seemed like you weren't that in yeah, to I, recording, and then I had to tell the person, "Well, that's actually every episode."
0: Yeah, thanks, asshole.
1: <laughs> you know what? I, you know what I'm really into.
0: That, thank you. What's that, uh, Diet Pepsi? No, that is, uh, the champagne of beers, you scumbag. <laughs> oh, boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, mi- uh, it's fucking Miller time right now.
1: I'm drinking pure, clean Ontario water. Hmm. And is that's great.
0: Is that what your boyfriend drinks?
1: Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> See, <laughs> so I'm being, I'm, I'm being, I'm being. Call him mean. Chaz. That's his name, okay? Chaz, <laughs> Chaz Bono.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, Mo, yes. This week on the No Budget Nightmares podcast, we're covering something a little special. I say that I think almost every week.
0: I think you do actually say that every week. Well, it's this... always
1: special. That's but... why I say it. You know what, though, it's not always special. I think this week you're right, though. I think this yeah. week it is special because uh, you know I think since the beginning of this year we've decided that we really... it's kind of been unconsciously decided that we're going to focus a little bit uh, more on the, the the kind of classic no budget shot on video films of the 80s. Well, you know what it, you
0: up. know what it is. You know what it really is is that when we started, we kind of had to prove our chops, you know, like uh-huh. we had to, you know, we had we had to jump in there with some obscurities and and some and some rare films that like people don't really know about. And people can look at the show and say, "Whoa, what are they talking about?" you know. Right. And now we're, you know, we're 30 something episodes in now we can sit back on rest on our laurels and talk about necromantic and my laurels
1: have been squashed flat from me yeah
0: i've I've, yeah i've been resting on my laurels for the last year and a half so i've
1: been i've been our chops have been so proven right our chops are gleaming gold everyone knows how legitimate we are we're too legit well, they know uh, how they how, they seem to know how legitimate you are. <laughs> I'm Mr. Legit. I don't That's think what they call I,
0: don't, me. I don't think I get the I don't think I get the same amount of credit that you do, but you talk about all this stuff a lot more than I do. I won't shut
1: up, Mo. That's my problem.
0: Yeah, you it's, won't you won't shut up about it. Maybe I mean, but then my problem is like I'm so fucking bored with social media that I just I mean, like I'll I'll post on Facebook and say stupid shit whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm almost completely done with Twitter at this point and uh, I'm just You got to reengage, Mo. Yeah, maybe, maybe I do. Maybe I yeah, do. Yeah, I
1: think I think there was a part when you were living in the middle of the woods and you started to maybe you went a little cabin. Um, what do they call it? Crazy. Cabin fever. <laughs> no, no, not cabin fever. Cabin fever. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's something else. Uh, but oh. you went a little nuts and you decided to cut yourself off from the world. Um, I, I, I wish I could answer that. I don't know, man. But I'm I'm
0: back in civilization now. And the funny thing is, now that I'm back in civilization, I find myself wanting to tweet even less. No, you got to get in there. You got to connect with people. I know, I know, people. I know I do. But that but you know what it is? The first step is to go out. Yeah, like once true. once I leave the house and I can start and I can start engaging with real people again, I'll have more to talk about. You know, for for the longest time, like I was just talking about my, you know, just my video collection and 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 that just started to kind of bore me. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of I got to get back and talk about real things and real people and doing stuff.
1: Back in the USSR? Really? Yeah. That that was that was awful. <laughs> I thought it <that> was pretty <laughs> spot on, but then again, I am a member of a Beatles tribute band. <laughs> Guess which one I am? Um, I'm George. The, wow. George
0: Harrison. That's that's really the worst. I mean, you're setting records, man. You're setting <laughs> records today. That that might be the worst. Here Monday comes accent. the sun. doo. ooh doo
1: doo. Now, well, we should mention that we are covering 1988's Cannibal Campout this week. I was wondering um, I was
0: wondering numbers. how long we were going to take before we actually mentioned the name of the movie we're
1: covering tonight. Cannibal Campout. Uh, oh. Co-directed, sort of, I guess. I shouldn't actually discount that because I don't really know. But co-directed by Tom Fisher and the famous John McBride. Woo-hoo. John McBride, some of the uh, listeners might know his name actually from a, di- a number of different films. Yeah. But when I was a, a, a bit of a younger lad, I was certainly really aware of Woodchipper Massacre. Yep. And uh, some of his other films like Terror House and uh, Hellgate uh, No wait, he didn't direct Hellgate yes, he did, did. did he do Ghoul School? Was that him? Uh, I don't think so, but he did do Dweller I do know that one But uh, in the late 80s, uh, he sort of made two um, kind of slaughter-based films Back-to-back with Woodchipper Massacre and Cannibal Campout And uh, those are the ones that I think I'm most familiar with mm. So today is Cannibal I- Campout
0: I think, I think, I think I would agree with you on that. I think, I think cannibal camp out and Woodchipper wood chipper massacre. Definitely. It's funny when I wrote my review, like I I, look, (laughs) I'm out of practice. Cut me some some slack. Anyway, what I was going to say was that the, um, uh, when I did my review for the, uh, the basement retro box set, I, at that point in time, I ha- I hadn't seen Woodchipper Massacre. I'd heard of yeah. it. I knew what it was. I hadn't seen it, but I've seen it since, and uh, and I I did really, really enjoy it.
1: I mean, these are uh, and not to, <laughs> we always give away our opinion right off the but both of those films are a lot of fun. I think yeah. they they um, they succeed where a lot of similar films, even of that era, fail because. They know exactly what they are and what they want to be. It's kind of like Sledgehammer in that way. In fact, its plot is really similar to Sledgehammer Yeah, in a lot of ways. But, I mean, it, maybe it's just because it's sort of a generic plot. You know, a group of teenagers or supposedly teenagers head off to the middle of the woods and shit happens. Well, the one
0: thing I have to say about this movie is that the, the well, let's call it a quote-unquote plot is, I mean, it's fucking paper thin. Yeah, it really yeah. is. yeah. But I mean, hey. but, but, but you know what, for, for this style of movie that totally fucking works, you know, they don't need, you don't need to have some intricate storyline. The one, my, my biggest problem with this movie more, more so than anything else has less to do with the, with the plot or the story or any of that. It has more to do with the fact that like it took half the movie to find out what half of the characters' names are.
1: Yeah. It's Which, really, really, especially the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just got to guess for most of it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it's interesting because the characters, especially the baddies, the rednecks, I guess you could call them in this case, they are uh, they're, they almost seem like characters out of a Todd Sheets movie, if I could say that. No, they and, are. They are characters out of a Todd Sheets movie, without a doubt. And they have the same sort of interplay that seems semi-improvised, but I have to say, they're really good at it. Like, they're way... I don't know if their dialogue is scripted or not. But I they're... would assume it
0: is, but I, but I have a sneaking suspicion that that dude, Rich, did a lot of improvisation. Yeah. That, that dude... Killed the movie for not, I mean not in a bad way like, <laughs> Killed I mean, in like, a good way Yeah 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 I mean he He killed it In this film Like I Like he is without a doubt My favorite character He's the best actor In the film You know like he just He knows his role And he plays it up And it is brilliant
1: I mean he's like Throwing in all these Pop culture references Yeah yeah and, yeah Just weird yeah. pop
0: culture references That he shouldn't understand
1: there's a part, I
0: mean, I'm going to hold off till we get to Yeah, let's to hold it. off till we get to it, but it is, it is pretty
1: amazing. I know what you're going to talk, I know what you're going to say. But uh, yeah, Cannibal Camp Out, 1988, uh, one of those movies that were kind of, even compared to certainly the ones that we cover on this show, but certainly even compared to a lot of shot on video films, this one had kind of a wide availability. I remember seeing this one in video stores yeah. back in the 1990s. Me too. And and it it's, you know, it's got, I wouldn't say a high production value, but You don't get distracted by Like the camera work Or maybe the acting To some extent But you know It looks uh, You don't get distracted By the fact that uh, You know Most of these films Are very That we watch Are very locked down Right But this one It feels pretty much Like a movie Except it's shot on uh, Well who knows what, What actual kind of Beta cam or whatever It might be Yeah yeah but but I mean it, you know aside from the fact that it has that that very distinctive look it's it's a movie and like the effects are really well done uh the, it's it's entertaining and it's full length I mean this is just about a ninety minute movie well to, to be fair you know some of the
0: effects are really well done <laughs> you know there there is definitely there are definitely a couple of things that happen in this film that you're like uh, is that supposed to be a mannequin head or are we supposed <laughs> to assume that that's a person. You know what I, I should say is, is that the they're... first time we see the smokehouse, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, yeah, it, it, the, I mean, but they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're head and shoulders over something that you would see in, in most of these other movies.
1: There was obviously someone whose job it was to actually do the makeup effects, or at least make sure that they were ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing what what our standards are in, re- <laughs> in regards to this. It's like holy shit. There's actually somebody who
0: has that job. <laughs> that that almost never happens.
1: <laughs> now Mo, we're going to jump into the movie now. Let's but what I it. want I want you to do is to read the opening kind of crawl that happened. I didn't write it down, man. Oh, you, I'm going to read it then. Yeah, you read it. <clears throat> Just because any any proper uh slasher type movie. I mean, this movie is obviously inspired by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sure. and the family from it. It's got to have a great opening, uh, kind of, of 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 crawl that explains what's going on. So, what you are about to see is based upon true accounts and conjecture, <laughs> and is a delineation of actual events which transpired at an indeterminate time to persons of less than genuinely <laughs> equivocal authenticity. <laughs> so, it may or may not have happened to liars. In in other yeah, in other words. This story is fake. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's great that it gets off to that kind of quirky, funny tone right it's, off the it's, bat. Yeah, it sets the, t- it sets the comedic tone of the film immediately. Now, this isn't a comedy. It's not a straight comedy. No, but, but it's, it's, it's not meant to be taken. So. Yeah,
0: it's a black comedy. I mean, it, it, it has a lot of comedic
1: elements. So uh, we actually start the film with a character that we, uh, we <laughs> shouldn't get too attached to. This is and Nancy ro-
0: Yeah, ironically We we get her name Like that I Like mean, just that Immediately Oh, yo <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, it's like It's almost like she says uh, Hey Ma, this is Nancy I'm gonna go for a jog you
1: Yeah, know? yeah, exactly And she is 80s as fuck She's got all the neon shit And the big, leg warmers Big
0: hair, no bra
1: Yeah She's, uh, she's straight out of Flashdance <laughs> She really is She's even wearing a Walkman Which, amazing A huge Walkman <laughs> And she's it. going for a jog well, who doesn't who doesn't uh, everyone puts on their walkman and goes for a job in th- I know job, I do jog in this neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> No one goes for a job
0: uh <laughs> for some for some reason she she decides to jog along like the freaking like
1: uh like the highway you yeah know? she does well wherever when I mean, she needs to jog by the sign to show where we are well, true. she's in redston, a redston. tranquil community, yes, very. And, uh, and she's jogging, and it all seems very... I, I expected her to go for a nice jog and then to return home, and that would just be it. But, uh, well, I, I kind
0: of expected that to be the start of the film. Like, you know, like that would be the setup, where she would sort of run into other characters,
1: and it, w- it would be like an introduction sort of thing. No, not at all. Nope, because as she's passing by the sign, someone jumps out.
0: Yeah, a freaking dude dressed like a, a fighter pilot with, full, with, you know, full helmet and mask and... Uh, like uh, what do they call it? Like, uh, man, I feel like an idiot now. Like the oxygen <laughs> tank, you know? Or yeah, whatever. oxygen
1: yeah. mask on his face. Yeah, I'm just gonna say jet pilot face. Sure. <laughs> the jet pilot face guy jumps out from behind the sign, chops her with an axe. Yeah, I call I call him fighter
0: pilot through half of the movie before I find out what his, before I realize what his name is. His name is Joe.
1: His name is Joe. He's like he's like a, a fighter pilot, Joe. But he slashes her in the face with a big axe And uh, we're started, we're getting going Uh, This is Cannibal Campout I love, I love one of my favorite
0: things that uh, uh, that happens in these kind of films is when you get the uh, the blood spatter effect. <laughs> that that's obviously just somebody either with like a cup of fake blood or like a bucket of fake blood just throwing it. Yeah, you know, because we get a nice
1: splash against the reds inside. Now that you mention it, I think that happens in like half the movies we watch. It, more, more than half. More than half. There's always like a wall.
2: <laughs>
0: I guar I, I guarantee you. I guarantee you.
1: Eighteen episodes uh, Eighteen <laughs> of the movies we've covered so far Have something like that in it All of you No Budget Nightmare super fans Go back to our episodes and find out if Moe's correct So in other words Ashley, go back awesome. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Griffin, but we'll see <laughs> So, uh we, uh, we did not get uh, too familiar with that character, but that's okay because suddenly we're at a local school. I guess it's a college or a university of some I, sort.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, it, it, se- it really felt to me like they were trying to portray these people
1: as high school students. That's a tough That's a tough go. I watched Greece recently, and th- this was equally tough to accept yeah. that these people were high school students. But, but, but it really
0: th- seemed to me like that's what they were going for. The only thing that would have made me believe anything otherwise is the fact that one of them has to study for calculus, which isn't yeah. typically – which isn't typically a high school class but he also seemed like an
1: uber nerd so yeah that's true so it was kind of tough to you know to call that one but i i also I... it's also tough to tell when it comes to the late 80s uber nerds like the look of them sometimes they cross over with someone who's supposed to be like fairly attractive and it's really difficult to tell in this movie in particular yeah <laughs> is is he a nerd and i'm speaking of of chris of amy and chris who are one of the couples <laughs> who are who are going out to the uh, the uh, cannibal campout. Though I think they just call it a campout. Yeah, I don't think they're intending it to be a cannibal campout. <laughs> Not at this point. No. So
0: there's there's. Well, actually... I don't think they're I don't think they're intending it to be a cannibal campout at any point.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. That's right. really more of a
0: Gene and Rich sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so it's a, it, there are two couples. They're just going to go camping because they have some time off from school. There's uh, John and Amy, uh, John being played by John McBride, the director. And actually, in fact, most of the characters in this movie are all actually of the named, characters are named. All after. of them are just named after themselves, mm-hmm. <laughs> which you think would make it easy to remember, but it won't be. No, it's not because they're never introduced. That's true. <laughs> but I figured it out. It's John and Amy. Yeah. And it's Chris and Carrie. Yes. No wait. Yes. No, it's the it's no actually, no no the other way. Scratch that. John, it. John and Carrie and Amy and, and Chris and Amy. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to mess this up a million times These, characters are, right.
0: these characters are so interchangeable That's like who cares
1: They're surprisingly interchangeable yeah. Because there's a, there's at least an implication About halfway through That say some character is sort of going to take the lead And then it doesn't happen it And it's actually happens. kind of funny that it doesn't happen I love the fact that it doesn't happen. I love the fact that like
0: that the tone of the movie shifts from being focused on the campers to being focused on the bad guys.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know?
0: And yeah, and, and and so it's like you're like, okay, well we've got we've got you know John and Carrie and 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 Chris and Amy, you know, but who gives a fuck? And even the other guys who show up later, like the well, I mean they're they're introduced early, but they show up later. Is the the, right. the other John and Ray? Like the other John, they don't even introduce like they don't right. they don't introduce him by name at all um and Ray has a slightly bigger bigger role yeah. but um but yeah, like it's like all of those characters they're i mean they're re- re- really just there for for the slaughter
1: and and they're uh they're they're pretty much the only characters in the entire movie, yeah,
0: yeah, these eight people are essentially the only characters, nine people
1: <laughs> so well, John and Ke-
0: <laughs> technically ten. But whatever.
1: So the students are talking about the fact that they're going to be heading to the woods for a campout And uh, they tell one of the Joker characters That you were just mentioning, Ray That they're heading to Redston And he mentions that a family had disappeared there a month ago Dun 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 In fact, I I like John's response He goes, you're thinking of Philadelphia (laughs) (laughs) But this friend can't go with them But it's okay, because Amy and Chris are going to go Yes Yes. And John, he says something which you probably should never say, even in real life, if you're going to be doing something that uh, has the potential of cannibalism to occur.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. This, this, is, this is a weekend killer right here.
1: I have a feeling this is going to be a weekend we are never going to forget. <laughs> uh, he's right, except, he's... you know. Uh, now, John, played by John McBride, the director, is actually, you know... Uh, this because of what it is and what its budget must have been there's real inconsistency when it comes to the acting but i thought sure. he did a pretty good job he's probably the best of the four well he's certainly the most uh what's the term affable yes yeah. they're all like i mean they're all fairly likable it's not like sledgehammer where they're all assholes yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly
0: yeah in this particular case like i didn't like chris for the most part um, although he does have a minor redemption later in the film um, I just I, didn't
1: like how he looked
0: Is that yeah. wrong of me? That no, I just No, no, it's, it's not wrong of you at all He looks like an idiot You know, like everything he does Seems out of character Simply based on
1: how he looks <laughs> we're, we're judgmental But this is a movie where you're supposed to We don't get a lot of character development Let's face it No character development So we get the opening credits uh, This is Cannibal Camp Out It's perfect, simple Tells you everything you need to know
0: Yep it's one, of those, it's one of those great titles, like yeah. uh, like Necromantic, where you, you know, if you say it to somebody, they ought to know what the movie's about immediately.
1: Or if, if, uh, if, say, my wife was saying it, she could say it to someone on the street and say, Yeah, Doug would come out, but he's a fucking idiot watching a movie called Cannibal Camp Out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That that's a, might be a direct quote. <laughs> Probably is. I can totally see her saying that. So they're driving to the location. And as they do it They do what people Sometimes do in movies But rarely do in real life Which is that They're singing a song It's so weird And this Yeah let's hear it
3: If I was suddenly Taken from you sweetheart Like you why did they,
0: Why Like nobody's playing instruments Like they're listening to The audio
1: accompaniment changing, Oh right it's like They <laughs> <laughs> got a karaoke if tape I That they're singing
3: this is a help me. I,
0: I like that. Or line. would
3: you just think that I possess the class? <laughs> oh, oh darling. Please tell me now, cause the lights are getting hit. I like
0: how every now and again she like screws up the lyrics.
3: <laughs> like
0: like like John McBride does a really good job of, of keeping the, the, you know, the rhythm and the you know and the pitch and all that. But I like how she... Is in and out, and like she'll sing the wrong line. That's
1: uh, that's what happens in real life. It's yeah. authenticity. Is that's right. Does. So they're off to relax while singing this dumb song, really, <laughs> really stupid song. <laughs> but uh, you know, they're talking about. It's funny that that it seems like uh, Amy and Chris they don't really have a really strong idea about where the fuck they're going or what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Because in fact, when he hears, when well, I think I think it's uh, Chris hears that they're going to Redstone, he actually mentioned something about it.
0: Well, yeah, doesn't he says he says something as well? He says, "Oh, well, you know, there's been talk about Redstone and people, or you know, it might be dangerous. Maybe we sh- maybe we shouldn't go." And then and they talk about it for a second. They talk about like, "Oh, maybe we shouldn't go. Maybe we should just go back to the school."
1: No, they keep going. They keep going. In fact, then they seal their fate, especially uh, uh, Chris does because he tells a joke about a dead baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! What? No, Chris. You know,
0: it's like it's like. It's, I mean, there. there are, I mean, I don't know very many women who appreciate a dead baby joke. You know, it's just Sometimes one of those things. You just, you shouldn't... just got to find the right woman. No, exactly. I mean, you know, I know a couple who, who who dig them, but I mean, for the most part, it's just not. You know, women who dig dead babies. I know women who
1: dig dead baby jokes. Now, it's important to note that Amy, Chris's significant other, she's really upset about this joke. Yeah. But as we will discover. There's a very good reason she's so upset. Yeah. And if you haven't figured it out already,
0: I think you need some help.
1: Yeah. She's upset because she loves babies. She She's a big fan of babies. She's a baby fan. But uh, that's not important because it's the, important, really not. the important thing is that as they're driving to the location, they get stuck behind a car going exceedingly slow. <laughs> yeah. I love
0: the fact that, like you know, like what's their reaction? They freaking lay into the horn.
1: Well, the guy. I think John seems hesitant to honk the horn, but the car is legitimately almost stopped. It's going so slow. Yeah, it's yeah, it's doing like five miles an hour, if that. <laughs> but uh, they. Um, it's funny, as as we're going to discover momentarily, the car is being driven by the the three rednecks. The well, the, two of them. Two of them. That's right. But the fact that they own a car never really comes up later. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it does. Briefly. Like
0: they talk yeah. like, like at the end of the movie they talk about possibly going to get fast food. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's talk about these rednecks for a second. Let's do it. Now uh the one of the characters mentions, uh quite apropos that uh that they kind of look like guys from Deliverance. They yeah, sure. But they're but they're not they don't talk like your traditional No 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 rednecks. no they they yeah, they
0: don't know that they, they talk like they're from Jersey. They don't yeah, talk, they... Yeah, they don't talk like they don't talk like they're from like Tennessee. That's not you know, they, there's no Southern accents, no slang. You know, no come all back, y'all. You know, they uh, wear overalls. Yeah, well, painters' overalls. Yeah, that's right. That that <laughs> I love jeans, magic painters' overalls. You know, like have you? Like, I mean, I'm assuming you noticed that. Like, yeah. every time he kills somebody, he gets splattered and covered in gore and blood, yeah. and then the next time you see him. Perfect Even though he
1: hasn't gone anywhere He hasn't gone anywhere anywhere. He
0: hasn't They don't show him Like there's no idea Of like how he washes They don't know I mean does he just have A ton of the same outfit Uh, Who knows But he is uh, And actually uh, Richard too To a lesser extent But Richard's not wearing Bright white Painter's
1: overalls You know Right So it's not as noticeable It's not as noticeable so yeah, so there's Gene and Gene is sort of a taller, more assertive one with and some Rich, serious eyebrows. Just yeah, he's got serious. some serious eyebrows. And Rich is more weaselly and fast talking. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to we'll we'll see how, some of this fast talking momentarily. A, there's a lot. Yeah, we get, we get a, there's a lot of Rich clips in this, <laughs> a lot. So they honk the horn at this car that won't won't move out of the way and is going really slowly. And the car stops and Gene and Rich get out and they come to the window. And they start arguing with
3: them.
0: Or oh, no! I'm sorry. It starts off fairly, fairly calm. It's
1: uh, for a moment. <laughs> yeah. What's the problem? Uh, Apparently, you are. Is there something you want?
3: Yeah, lay off your fucking horn, asshole. <laughs> so,
1: so there, so there we get. So there we i never get heard a redneck that sounded like that. <laughs>
0: so, so there we get an example of of John. Um, And then that deeper uh, baritone is Gene, and of course the end quote there being Rich. (laughs) Uh,
1: What's the problem? Apparently you are. (laughs) Apparently you are. So uh, these redneck guys, because of their lifestyle, they don't really get intimidated by anything. In fact, they are the immediate aggressors, and we get two kind of back-to-back lines from Rich (laughs) showing how charming he can be. (laughs) Oh. Oh, I, I oh man, I don't want to hit the button because I love these lines so much. And then once, Charming once I, and it, explicit, and then and
0: then and then once the line's done, then
3: we that it's gone.
1: <laughs> you right. can just play a little later on Here. once things slow down. Here we go.
3: Hey, baby, you suck my cock and I'll lick your pussy.
1: <laughs> Very good. It's <laughs> a good opening
0: line. That's a that's a that's a, yeah. I got to remember that for the next time. I'm I in sometimes there. introduce people. Yeah, I'll be like, like yeah. That. When I when I get in the club, I'll be like. Hey, baby. Jesus. All right, and, then, and then, of course, it's immediately followed up by this.
3: Hey, That wasn't nice. I don't think I like you anymore. As a matter of fact, you're a tight-ass bitch. How'd you like me to stay for your tits on the rope?
0: <laughs> That's my favorite line in the entire film right there. <laughs> that is my that favorite. Sa- that might say something about you, Mo. It, it, might, it <laughs> might. It might. It might. But that is my favorite line of the entire movie. Why don't I staple your tits to the
1: roof? It says a lot. Of, I mean, at the very least, it says a lot about Rich. Yes, Rich is not a nice guy. No, he is. And a lot of the, a lot of his threats and uh, when he speaks to himself, it's it's <laughs> a, often very sexual.
0: Yeah, it's usually involving some form of genitalia.
1: Well, uh, because of this uh, sort of confrontation, uh, they uh, they I guess the rednecks felt like escalating things because one of them pulls a knife. Gene. Gene. The dancing machine. Gene Gene the dancing machine pulls a (laughs) knife, Uh, and uh, they because things are getting scary, and these are just college students (laughs) theoretically. They just kind of drive off and get away from
3: them. Yeah, and
1: they don't actually seem that. Considering that someone was willing to pull a knife and threaten them, they don't seem that bothered by it. They don't. There's not even an indication that they want to say go to a police station or anything.
0: No, they they don't. I mean, I think they actually even talk about possibly going to the cops or something. And no, they're just like, "Fuck it, we're going to go." You know, uh, we're we're a half a mile away from uh, uh, from our campsite. Let's right. just go.
1: What's the chances that those people will yeah. wander by? What,
0: what's the chances of those guys in a car who are di- now officially directly behind us? <laughs> That's right. Of course, the funny thing is is that is that when when Rich brings up the idea of following them, Gene says no. Yeah, he, he goes, "No, there'll be more." It's like
1: what? I guess they changed their mind.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously they run into them, you know. But I mean, but I mean, that, like, what an idiotic statement! Like, what, what
1: do you mean they'll be more? <laughs> just follow them; they're right there. So the group does get to their campsite. I don't know where they were driving if they were looking for Who a specific knows? place because it seems like it's just random. It that really is
0: just completely random.
1: And they go walking off into the middle of the woods and they find a nice spot to camp with a grill. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, they actually brought a grill with them. <laughs> and we also, it actually then cuts to, I guess, the smokehouse, or the, the we see that the, the jet mask uh, guy, uh, Joe, he's, like, cooking flesh on, like, a huge grill. Yeah. There's a really weird moment here. <laughs> I, think, I think it actually might be Rich shows up and he goes, hey, Santa, and they show, like, a Santa cutout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very random But I yeah. like that sort of randomness No, it's, it's, I, thought
0: it, I thought it was perfect I thought yeah. that it really added to the humor of the film uh, You know, and it, and it made it a little bit more goofy Like, I mean, the movie was already goofy But I like the fact that they followed up such a tense moment With something <laughs> so random and goofy
1: And, I mean, the fact is Like you said The cannibals find them almost immediately yeah. It's not even a question of them looking for them no. They just seem to be wandering through the woods And, oh, there they are Just, just around the corner Exactly uh, and in fact they—they they, Now that they know Where these kids are They need to have A little discussion About what they're Going to do with them
2: <laughs> Well well Look who we have here At last Well I just want to
0: Pause that for a second I love <laughs> I love the pause And then At last At
1: last Gene is not quite The actor that Richard no. is
3: <laughs> It's a friend the ones with the bad manners. Who'd ever think we'd meet up with them again so soon? Jesus.
1: So yeah. <laughs> now, Rich follows this up with a very bizarre rendition of "It's a Small World" after all, except not actually. It's a small world after all. It's it's mostly just a recognition that it's a small world. It's really just insane ramblings of a madman. I, I love the insane rambling. Yeah.
2: It's it's
0: a
1: small
2: world, isn't it? Isn't it? It's it's a small world. It's it's a
0: small world. Shut up! I love when somebody tells when the other guy tells him to shut up. It's a small.
2: Small, small, small little, little
0: So that pause at the Let's end, end there when he ran out of fingers little. and then continue counting on his cock. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I can get one more small. And of course, it's, it, it creates the
1: great small dick joke. Uh, <laughs> now, Joe and Gene seem mostly interested in these uh, victims for the possibility of eating them. Sure, but Rich has—he uh, is—he's a thinker. So he also uh, wants to have sex with them.
0: Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know understand why. I mean, I guess I do understand because there's like a backstory to this whole thing, and we'll get to that in a second. But I just, I just get a huge kick out of the fact that, like, why wouldn't they want to like procreate and and you know keep the the you know keep their people moving? You know, there's I think only... there's a
1: suggestion that their mother told them not to do that. Well, I think there is too. But <laughs> so. there is there is a bit of Mother's Day in this too, even though there's no actual mother character. Yeah.
3: Look at those girls There are two of them down there Imagine what fun you can have with two girls You can, you can fuck them and, and and then you can fuck them and, and you can fuck them again
0: Well, I mean, the dude has very solid logic yeah. At the very well, least
1: I mean, I mean, you know, it's not nice Let's Let's face it, what he's talking about is a very terrible thing They do make but. a
0: great joke here, though <laughs> where they meant, where they talk about like or uh, where Gene tells him not to you know tell, tells him stop thinking like that because Uncle Ed
2: <laughs> did that. <laughs>
0: and they're like yes. all
1: right, all right, we get it. Uh, so obviously they're all really very silly, even though they say really terrible things. But they have a little uh, reminiscing, a little flashback to a previous person that they ran into. Yeah, uh, and uh, they tie her to a tree and. Uh, Joke sort of molests her and opens her shirt up a little bit. I like how they wistfully look at the sky as the flashback starts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Remember when? <laughs> <laughs> willy, Willy, Willy. You know, yeah. Hey, Lois, remember when I tied them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's almost the exact same setup as a, uh, as a family. Hey, Lois. <laughs> but anyway, they do try to rape her, which is, of course, ridiculously awful. Uh, <laughs> but she gets away, uh, she gets chopped in the stomach. And then they uh, they all I like just kind the of slice their the stomach, as once again blood covers all the rocks that are yeah. around.
0: <laughs> I want to know I want to know how many gallons of blood they used in this film. It's I mean, a lot of blood in this. Obviously, it's not rainy numbers, but I mean, you know, like like I would lo- I mean, for for a no budget film, I would love to know how much you know, like how much Cairo syrup they had. Yeah, to it looks buy. really sticky in this yeah. movie too.
1: <laughs> but they decide that they're going to bide their time before striking. Uh, and they don't really need to buy their time that long because uh, these guys, uh, these kids, these students, they uh, they separate all the time. So yeah. they make themselves very easy victims. It's amazing. First, uh, John uh, goes to get firewood uh, yep. while Chris decides to check out some of the nearby kind of abandoned pieces of cabins that are around. Uh, and while they're gone doing that, Amy, she seems a little depressed. Yes, she does. She's really depressed, Mo. Yeah, well, I mean, whatever. What do I care? And Carrie, she's worried about her, and she says, what's wrong, Amy? Amy doesn't want to talk about it. What do you you think is wrong? Maybe she has that
0: not-so-fresh feeling. Mm. They should have a little talk, I think. It really should have turned into a Summer's Eve
1: commercial right there. (laughs) Yeah. But no, it doesn't become that. Though it it's not far off. Well, actually, maybe it is really far off, like the opposite. <laughs> Quite the opposite. <laughs> Again, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Same area, <laughs> different problem. We then uh, get reintroduced to the character from the beginning. I've forgotten his name. Ray. Ray and Ray's friend John, who John. is who is not, John. who is not introduced in the film at all. Right. Ray and John have actually, for some reason, they've decided that they're going to fuck with their friends. Yeah, and like playing and, a prank, and we
0: and we discover that that Ray telling the story about the family that went missing was a setup to fuck with the fuck with these kids.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. So they've actually followed them all the way out here. Probably, I guess, saw their whole confrontation with the rednecks because it didn't bother them at all. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, have have come out to the middle of the woods, and they're going to spray some blood around, and they're going to dress up in costumes, and uh, and they're just going to frighten the. I, fuck I think you forgot there, right? the
0: air quotes on that
1: the best costume ever this is the best costume I've ever seen actually John he's uh, going to be dressed in a hockey mask (laughs) he's going to be dressed in a meat cleaver soon enough (laughs) he's going to be he's going
0: to be dressed and marinated soon
1: when he puts on the hockey mask he he
0: says I saw it in a movie once I, see, it's, it's little shit like that that makes me love these movies.
1: Yeah. It's a, I mean, and, and
0: hate them, of course. Like, they're, they're, they're so it's stupid but fucking amazing at the same time. <laughs> I saw it in a movie once. It's like anytime Todd Sheets makes references to his own
1: movies. I fucking love it. So Ray actually leaves John there because he says that he has a special surprise in his car that he forgot. And he forgot so, the fake and blood. And he too. forgot the fake blood he had to get that, too. So he goes to grab that. And uh, then we go back to John, who uh, who the, not that John, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the other Why are there John. two
0: Johns? We'll just call him McBride. McBride. <laughs> well, who, we can uh, call
1: him McBride for another minute until the other character gets killed. That's yes, right. So Chris uh, and and John meet up, and uh, John McBride, and uh, and Chris immediately. Well, says, we forgot to, we forgot to mention that
0: John found some some bl- what he thought were some bloody rags while he yeah. was while he was out looking
1: for for wood. That's exactly right, So some cloth with with what he thinks is blood on it. Yeah. And and he talks to Chris about it. He's actually a little bit concerned. And Chris um, thinks it's berry juice. Yeah. Could it I be love, berries. But but I love I love how he immediately goes, "But then again, it could be blood." <laughs> <laughs> I also like how quickly John after he hears the word berries, he's like, "You know what? You could be right." Yeah, <laughs> just, you know, he's like, "You know what? You're right."
0: Don't I'm mention cl- it to the girls. I'm clearly
1: an idiot. Let's
0: not mention <laughs> this to the girls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So So, uh, while Ray is off The other John The one who's going to be wearing the hockey mask It's getting a little late Takes off his coat And um, (laughs) sort of talks to himself for a moment And then someone comes up to him
3: Ray? Where you been? That's the greatest costume I've ever seen
1: The greatest costume he's ever seen Is actually Joe it's Joe wearing his uh, his trademark uh, fighter pilot mask and full suit. I mean, he's wearing you know fighter yeah, fighter coveralls, basically. Yeah, we don't really know wh- how he got that suit or, or gear, but it doesn't really matter because he chops Joe through the head. It's I. I that's actually one of my favorite effects in the film. Well, it's but, one of the classic machete yeah, yeah. through the head effects, like from cool. Dawn of the Dead. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's that's Joe for you. He had a really uh, important part in the movie. Yeah, he's the guy who carried the mask <laughs> So, uh, while this is happening John and Carrie, our, our romantic leads One of our romantic leads yeah. Are taking a romantic stroll I don't believe them as a couple <laughs> No?
0: <laughs> I didn't find them very believable as a couple
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that John is he Like, that's the thing about these characters They're actually kind of decent I mean, you They're don't really They're not bad people No, because he, he even makes a joke He's they're by this like romantic kind of uh lake side and he goes, That lake is just perfect for you and Amy to do dinner dishes <laughs> and he talks about that men have to do the hunting. Yeah. I know that's what you believe, Mo.
0: Well I kinda I kinda I kinda had a uh a... Oh, never mind. It's it's never mind. The... Say something I... awful. Say something what? Awful. Um Asian smell bad? Mmm, I don't know if
1: you should have said that I'll probably cut that out <laughs> Yeah, probably worthwhile to do that Click! Click Anyway, as we were saying <laughs> So uh, they're out by taking a kind of romantic walk When they hear a scream And it's Amy, it sounds like Amy They need to run back and find out what's going on Maybe she's being attacked by the cannibals They get back and It, it was, was just a snake. snake She got scared by a snake But it's okay because it's time to eat What a bitch Mm well snakes are pretty scary What a bitch <laughs>
0: <laughs> I should mention at this point in the film I hated Chris. I hated Oh him. yeah? It's just uh, because of how he looked. Uh, no, yeah, well because of how he looked, because of how he acted up until this point. Like I said, in, in a couple of seconds he gets a little bit of a redemption um you know a little bit. But I up until this point I really didn't like him as a character. I didn't like <laughs> the way I didn't like the way they did to his character. <laughs> so boo to you Chris. So boo to you Chris. Up to this
1: point. <laughs> Up to this point, he'll get he'll get some brief redemption before something happens. Before yeah. So we cut to Ray, uh, Ray who has still gone off to get his fake blood, though he doesn't get it. <laughs> I, here's what I love
0: about Ray: I love that you left your friend sitting in the middle of the woods. You st- you you're on your way back. You stumble across across the cabin, and you're basically and basically your response is "fuck that guy." Yeah. I found a cabin. I'm gonna rest.
1: Yeah. He goes in, just kinda looks around, and then he sits his ass down. He's like, This is what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, he's like he's like priority changed. By the way, his big surprise apparently was a, a mask that is not particularly impressive. <laughs> no, it's a really stupid looking little flimsy plastic mask. Oh well. oh well but but what's important here is that as he sits and rests, uh a gene actually comes through the floor, up through the floor. Actually, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and he bashes him on the side of the head. Yeah, I th- I thought that the bashing on the
0: side of the head could have been a little cooler, mm-hmm. but him coming up through the floor was really cool.
1: Yeah, I thought so. And uh, th- so Ray's gone. Bye bye Ray. Yeah, they kill him. Whatever. Yeah, you can call him Ray. You can they actually him kill Ray. him off screen. Yeah, pretty much You yeah. don't really see his death No, you don't maybe, maybe he can come back in a sequel
0: Yeah, but I love the. But but actually in my notes uh, The cut The cut to After this Is to Amy and Chris kissing Yeah And my notes on this Is uh, why couldn't
1: this be off screen <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a good thing it's not Because the most important part Of their relationship Is just about to happen Because Chris notices That Amy's a little out of sorts
0: Yes And she has She has some Some news to deliver and he takes it in sort of a weird way. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm pregnant, Chris. What did you say? You heard me. I'm pregnant. You're kidding. <laughs> like, what?
0: And like the conversation, like I said, in this conversation, he kind of... You know he kind of redeems himself a little bit, like you know he he like he ultimately takes it much better, and his response yeah. to her being pregnant is 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 not quite so dickish. But I just I grabbed that big, initial audio clip because I thought that the um, I thought his initial response to her saying that she was pregnant was so ridiculous and inappropriate.
1: <laughs> he recognizes as well that that's why she was so upset about the dead baby joke earlier, exactly. And then he, like you say, he he redeems himself because he says he's going to stick by her and all that shit. Yeah. You you got a little snippet there of the soundtrack to the movie. I have to say, it gets really repetitive. But oh. the music in this is really good. It's just it's just the same thing over and over.
0: Yeah, it's by the time like I think I don't know if I put it in my notes or not, or if I was just thinking it. But by the time the movie
1: is over, I'm like this music can <laughs> Yeah, God. you get to hear the same little piece of music over and over. But at least you know it. It it the first couple times you hear it, it's actually kind of impressive. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's not. I mean, like, like, like. Think, think about if if Necromantic
0: had used that 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 one piece of music through the whole entire thing. Like, man. Yeah, you're right. That would have been awesome. It would have been. It, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe with Necromantic, it would have been. Well, that music was fucking fantastic.
1: So back to Rich, the redneck, who has uh, been tasked with cooking dinner for the rest of his uh, brothers. I suppose.
3: I am sitting here and fucking cook dinner. Why can't Mom cook? Oh, Mom wouldn't want it that way. Mom's a fucking bitch. That's what Mom is. A cunt. A rag. <laughs> what an ass. Yeah, he's re- he's
1: something else in terms of a character. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's a cunt. A rag. <laughs> so he's uh, he's kind of like letting off and just just talking a bunch of shit, and we uh, discover. Uh, that he's actually talking to a severed head. Yeah,
0: cuz the whole time the way you have it the way they they sh- they're shooting it it looks like he's talking to another person. Right. Yeah. And then he right. finally pulls the head, you know, sideways and you realize that the thing's been <laughs> severed and you're like, "Oh." Okay. He, he makes he yeah, he
1: makes a lot of sounds. It's very bizarre.
0: Oh, actually, I think I have the the noise that he Yeah, makes. I gotta hear this. Because he because he kind of laments about not being able to have any of the girls. I, I might have a little bit of that in here, too. But he makes this noise, and it's fucking amazing. Man, would
3: I just love to have one of these fucking girls. All right. Oh, 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 the, oh. And the, oh.
2: <laughs>
0: That's brilliant. Rich
1: Rich has some problems. My favorite part of this entire scene is how it ends. He has like a severed arm and it's got a watch on it. And he looks at it and he goes, oh shit, it's getting late.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> oh, Rich, you uh, kooky character. I love it. <laughs> so uh, Carrie, who we don't really learn that much about. And she isn't a very particularly good actress. She's completely expendable. She's expendable. Yeah. And that's, that's a good thing. Absolutely. Because, especially in this particular moment, because she goes out for a cigarette. Yeah. The now, only lady... thing, the only
0: thing we really know about Carrie is that she's dating John, and that Rich thinks she has big tits. Yes. It... I...
1: Nah, yeah. It's all right. we need to know. It's all we need to know. But she goes out to get a cigarette, goes and finds another abandoned cabin, maybe the same one as as before. She goes um, and she smokes a little bit, and while she's doing that, the rest of the gang they take out a radio. And they hear a very legitimate-sounding radio report. Yeah, because all of the radio
0: reports that we, that we get... I mean, at least with radio, it's easier to fake. That's right. It's just audio. Uh,
1: man. Remember, I did the voiceover for a radio... My say there's uh, 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 three men running from the scene
0: of the crime just minutes before police arrived. The descriptions match those given by people who witnessed the other two
3: break-ins. Police are looking for two men of medium build, one of which walks with a limb, and one was described as a towering figure in overalls wearing a strange mask and breathing very heavily.
1: Once again, the only thing stolen from the store were several machetes and the When asked about the incident, Old Charlie, the owner of the store, was quoted as saying, What do you expect? It was probably kids belonging to some stupid cult or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie.
0: Yeah, uh, so... Old Charlie. Old so Charlie. Right. You can just imagine him, too, going, What do you expect? There were probably <laughs> just some kids in some cult or something. That does sound like something
1: Old Charlie would say. <laughs> Me and Old Charlie go way back. So the suggestion, by the way, I don't think they really needed to set up the fact, like, how did they get their machetes and (laughs) axe? Yeah, I love the fact that of of all the
0: ridiculous things that they decide to to tell you the backstory of, that, like, them getting how they got axes and machetes is
1: (laughs) what they tell you. Who cares It's <laughs> the origin story of their machetes Right <laughs> So Carrie, Carrie, back to Carrie Who's uh, smoking a cigarette She uh, she backs up against, under a window I think And she looks up and sees uh, Jean with a severed head Yeah, where'd you get the severed head from? Maybe it's supposed to be one of the people who have died so far Yeah, maybe maybe it's supposed to be Ray, I guess Of course <laughs> so, uh, it's whatever she, Yeah. She turns around and I almost runs right into Joe uh, And Joe uh, chases her under the cabin with an axe
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool I, I actually really kind of enjoy the chase scene Up until the point where she gets out from underneath the house And realizes yeah. that nobody's chasing her anymore And she
3: stops
1: Yeah, and and which was particularly dumb Because uh, then she gets killed <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Yeah, in fact, uh, she gets chopped to bits, uh, and I think Gene gets covered in blood. This is one of the times he gets... One of the many times he
0: gets covered in blood.
1: He also gets probably his best line. Oh, well, he does
0: have his best line. This is is probably the best, like, kill quip of the movie. (laughs) Soup's on. (laughs) Soup's on. Yeah, Gene's not that great. Not, well, not here, great but here's that. here's the thing that kind of that kind of amazes me is that she's sort of like screaming and yelling the entire time while she's being chased. <laughs> right, and it's like, does
1: nobody hear her? They're listening to the fucking radio. Oh come oh. on, man! <laughs> You're right. Amy screamed uh, earlier, and they heard her from a mile of fucking way. Yeah, exactly. And she's just gone around the corner to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, she right? supposed like- she supposedly has just gone around the corner to smoke a cigarette. Right, you know. So uh, the rest of the group, because Carrie has been gone for so long, they do decide to go look for her. Yeah. And they do what any reasonable group of people would do in this situation, which they is that they split up. They split up. But John's, uh,
0: John says something brilliant here. Right? He says, everybody meet back here if you get lost. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. It's like, if you're lost, how are you going to know how to get back here? <laughs>
1: yeah that's a that's an excellent point Mo. It's a, that's,
0: <laughs> that's 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 probably my best observation of the movie <laughs> i that, i mean it's
1: possible it's intentionally stupid in this movie it's maybe it maybe possible. there's
0: a lot of intentional stupidity in this movie and but but even at that i mean it's still uh, whatever it's funny uh, and <laughs> i just got a huge kick out of that
1: <laughs> so uh chris uh <laughs> um, <laughs> actually uh i th- it's john who goes to the cabin mm-hmm. right and he, uh, he, there's a point where he trips and, and runs into some more blood that's splattered all over the plants. And uh, he I, he recognizes something about this.
2: That sure as hell isn't berries.
1: <laughs> that sure as hell isn't berries. That's right. Sure as hell isn't berries. It's blood. Yeah. Uh, and he's, I think he's suddenly convinced that something is uh, truly going on. Uh, Jean, by the way, has already captured Amy and is holding a knife to her throat. Yeah. And uh, we think that maybe John was going to get captured as well but actually... my notes
0: say a miraculously clean painters overall snatches Amy, <laughs> Amy with a knife. <laughs> oh, and John's running in this scene where he finally where they where they finally take off like him and Chris. Like if you like like I I actually I paused I paused it and played rewound it and played it back in slow
1: motion to watch John's running. It I... is amazing. So they're running back to the campsite. Yeah. They decide to because uh, John actually gets scared by Chris for a moment. Yeah. And and goes back to the campsite. I have a de- I've written as run back like dildo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we,
0: and then we get this line.
3: When we find the girls, we got to get the hell out of here. Okay,
1: we will. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Sure. But they're not going to get out of there. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Because they they run immediately into the the three rednecks. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, and these these rednecks, they torture them in a very bizarre way. (laughs) Rich is is really odd. I mean,
0: I know we've been saying this for the whole movie, but I think this is a great example of how odd. This this, might
1: be the best example. Yeah,
0: this might be the best example of how odd. Odd riches. It's also pro- it's it's maybe the second best example of him making references he shouldn't understand. Yeah, right. All right. So he says this.
3: As a matter of fact, I got a little I got a little chore for you. Ready for this one? Repeat after me. Repeat after me. I said, Gumby, Gumby. Say Gumby. Huh. Hey, hey. The bitch gets it. Say Gumby. Say it. Dumbly.
1: Yes, it's that's rather strange, I suppose. Uh, but uh, main, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know why that's in the movie. But they tie up all of uh, our it. heroes, I guess you can call them. Uh, but uh, ex- we'll, we'll call them campers. Yeah, they really <laughs> they, they, they 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 tie up Chris and they tie up Amy, but John is left loose to uh, because Joe wants to fight him. Yeah. They have sort of uh like a uh, la Kirk and Spock. A la Kirk and Spock, that's exactly what <laughs> I was looking for just then. Uh actually my reference would have been Duke and Snake Eyes Ooh, from G.I. Joe. Well done, sir. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, Which I, was I, just a total rip off of that Kirk yeah, and
0: yeah, Spock. Yeah, I was gonna say I definitely, I definitely went for uh, yeah, I could I could have said, you know, Jim Carrey, Matthew Broderick.
1: <laughs> so, so in this entirely unfair fight uh, John is, thrown, is picked up by his neck And, and uh, we learn, I guess That Joe has super strength Because he picks him up off the ground And uh, then he throws him to the ground Yep Yeah, but, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty wild Yeah, Joe's pretty fucking strong But John, this is Action John because John has his arms tied behind his back, but he jumps under his own hands Ooh. to get outside of the restraints. Then he picks up a sledgehammer, and they have a little axe versus sledgehammer fight. I like the axe versus sledgehammer fight.
0: Me too. I too. I think I think it's 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 really well done. I wish there had been more fights like this in the movie.
1: It's it's strange because it sets up at this point. Okay, he's the director, right? Yeah, he's John, so he's going to be the guy who's sort of. He's the guy to keep your eye on. Well, you think... Yeah, you think they're setting it up for him to be the action hero. Yeah, or uh, the hero of some sort. To, for great. him to be the fucking Stallone of the film, basically. And he gets the upper hand. He gets for the upper hand second. on Joe for just a second, and then he, then one of the other rednecks... Fucking Gene smacks yeah. him in the back of the head with an axe handle. Yeah, smacks him in the back of the head with an axe handle, and he's it. You know, he's knocked unconscious. Yeah. No, that's interesting. What happens next is so crazy. <laughs> it really? Like, yeah, it really he's is. knocked unconscious, so later he's going to get back. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. Yeah, you you
0: think they have? They, I mean, they set it up perfectly to make you think that he is going to g- like get his revenge. That these rednecks are going to get their comeuppance. You know? Yeah. Nope. They immediately stab him in the gut and start pulling out his guts. They go like, "Eeny,
1: meeny, miny, moe," and just stab him. And just stab him. It's I remember, like, I was like, I was like, "Huh?" Yeah. <laughs> We're like, "Shit."
0: That and wasn't they, supposed to happen
1: <laughs> They pull out his guts And they mostly just like Kind of rub it on their own faces Yeah and they try gross. to rub it on Chris and Amy Yeah And, <laughs> and well, no, like
0: What's even better is that Is that they uh, I mean they, they They rub it on Chris's face But then they shove Amy's face into You know Into his Abdomen basically
1: yeah, Well they do that after They cut off Joe's arm So he's done for Yeah uh, Sorry uh, John's arm John's arm Yeah they, they cut his fucking arm off His guts are pulled out He's dead He's dead So he's gone Yeah and, I, by the way, don't, a, get, a, don't but, get too attached to these other two characters. Yeah, don't get attached to anybody in <laughs> this fucking thing. I mean, really, don't get attached to anybody. But you're right. Amy gets her face pushed into the guts, which is horrible. Kind of, then, kind of awesome, but gross, yeah. Yeah, but Rich has a great line love, when she I won't mean, eat it. I fucking
0: love Rich. Come on. I complain. There are children starving in China that would die for this. <laughs> yeah! Sorry, I guess that that's was, actually that, that was, was actually Gene, Gene. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, why thought that, great I don't know why I thought that was, yeah, that's because so it's a good line. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, exactly. It was a great line. So maybe we just assumed it was Rich. That, so
1: that so that might be Gene's best line, so, or maybe his best delivery. <laughs> yeah, probably. So uh, Joe and Gene decide to take uh, John's body to, back to the smokehouse. Yeah, and uh, they sort of just leave Rich to take care of the other two. No. Nah.
0: And um, but of course, he, Rich wants to "quote unquote" party.
1: Yeah, he wants to party. We know what that means. Uh-huh. Now, Chris, uh, he mentions so intelligently that Amy is actually pregnant. Not smart. He go- he's, uh, and then he does, he, he, like, starts screaming at him, at, at Rich. He goes, like, leave her alone, you blood-sucking freak. Mm-hmm. And he keeps saying, like, over and over again the same thing. He goes, you don't know how lucky you are that I'm tied up. Yeah. Now, now let's get something very clear. <laughs> Chris, not an action hero. No, no, and his threats—they don't carry a lot of weight. I mean, th- let's face it—he is, he, you know, he's fighting for his life. He's fighting for his pregnant girlfriend. A lot of bark. Uh, yeah, he's a lot of bark, but uh, his ability to bite Is going to be rapidly struck down, <laughs> rapidly diminished. <laughs> so he keeps talking shit to Rich, who uh, you might think, oh, he's trying to bait him. He's maybe he'll he'll have some kind of. Way to get free and then they'll kind I, of fight I, I gotta laugh, I didn't think that for a second
0: No, no, not I, at this I, point no, no, not at this point, after they killed John I said, oh
1: shit, they're just gonna fucking kill everybody <laughs> So, uh, Rich just Uh, like Pushes the, the blade of his machete Into Chris's neck I love it and, and then he starts, make,
0: yeah, he starts making fun of his glasses. It's He's like, oh, jeez, <laughs> you're fucking
1: blind. <laughs> that's insult to injury right there. And then just to finish him off, he slams an axe into his face. You axed for it. You axed for it. That's
0: the line. That's, yeah. the, line, that's the line of the movie right there. <laughs> Which, I, I understand that I've said that about four times now. But no, no I, I, if, if I thought that line was so good, I would have grabbed an audio clip of it. No, it's, it's just funny. You, you axed for it. Give me a fucking break. So... <laughs>
1: Um, how antagonistic? Um, want, want. <laughs> now, Let's Amy, is o- Amy is the Amy the only one left. She's pregnant. Okay, mm-hmm. so I know what you just said, Mo. You said that you thought after uh, Joe, uh, after John got killed, that they're all done for. But I was still thinking at this point that they're going to turn it around a little bit. Amy, she's the final girl. She's pregnant. She's going to do something to get away. And uh, there's just no way they're going to kill her. Yeah, and. By the way, Rich does pretty much the dumbest thing I've ever seen in a movie right now. Mm -hmm. In his attempt to molest her uh, or rape her, he takes a knife and he puts it in her pocket and then undoes her restraints. (laughs) He gives her a knife and then undoes her restraints. And she does what you might want to do in this situation since you just saw everyone killed. She takes the knife and stabs him with it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It, I don't know, like, this is a strange setup to what it just is, happened. It
0: is, it is a really, yeah. Well, the movie takes a really weird sort of turn here. And the, yeah. and the funny thing is, there's, is, it's it's not the last weird turn of the movie, you know? There's, yeah, there's still... There's still there's... Well, at least one more, but
1: yeah, he, he she stabs him, she runs off. <laughs> and she runs through the woods. <laughs> and she and... finds, she finds this weird, like, shelter... Yeah, it's a really bizarre like wooden shelter. In it's the middle you of the know
0: what it seems like. It seems like the sort of like fort that like a teen that a bunch of teenagers yeah. would make, and they'd like right. go party there. Like because you see like names of bands like written on it and stuff. And and there's some pillows in there. Yeah, there's some weird pillows for. Well, I, I don't want to say for some reason. I know exactly the reason why they're in there, but um, pillow humping. Yeah, exactly to pump pump pillows. I mean, I wasn't <laughs> being subtle. <laughs>
1: so. <laughs> Some of them have, like, anime girls drawn on them. <laughs> <laughs> the this is, probably... is my wife. <laughs> oh, Mosan. <laughs> How do I get one of those? This might be the most uh, effective suspense scene of the movie. Uh, as she's hiding in there and she sees, like, uh, foots. Foots. Jesus Christ. <laughs> foots. <laughs> she sees feet kind of underneath the structure walking along it, and then they just sort of disappear. Yeah and you know that she's like like i said at this point i still thought she was probably going to make it i didn't think she was going to die she's got a broken bottle she's she's already gotten away once mm-hmm. uh but um she uh she just uh she wanders backwards into the woods and she gets grabbed yeah. actually joe grabs her from uh from beneath like a big pile of leaves yeah yeah he was hiding in a ditch or something <laughs> he was hiding in a ditch or something yeah, it's, it's what joe does it's 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 his it's his hobby now I wasn't wondering. I don't know why. I just never wondered what was under Joe's mask. I didn't really but, care. Yeah, I just yeah, I, it didn't really matter to me. But it doesn't matter because right now they have like a little struggle, and she pulls off his mask. Yeah, he looks sort of like Toxic Avenger. or
0: <laughs> Yeah, face is all I, melty looking. I, I I had made a you know it's funny I had I had actually made a reference. Uh, it, while I was watching the movie, to what I thought he looked like, but for some reason I didn't write it down. But yeah, he's just
1: completely deformed. Yeah, he's deformed, Johnny deformed. <laughs> but jo- that Joey doesn't <laughs> deformed. Joey deformed. That's exactly right. Whoa. <laughs> but uh, she she runs off, but does not get far as Jean and Rich are. Rich, who uh, by the way, at, that, at the point he got stabbed, I thought, oh, I guess he's going to die now. But he's not. He's pretty no, much he, Yeah, he's he's, a he's, small he's, he's fine. And then and then proceeds uh, when she asks
0: him about it, he proceeds to then quote Monty Python.
1: Let's hear it. Yeah. Nobody gets away from us, Rich. You should know
2: that by now. There you you I've had less.
0: And I love I love the fact that like that like I mean like like I, you could tell when he starts talking that he's gonna make a stupid reference. Yeah. I I I actually when he when he starts talking, I think he, I thought he was gonna make a Spanish Inquisition
1: <laughs> reference,
0: you know. Um, but but then when he when he did the the Black Knight reference, it's like oh Jesus.
1: <laughs> and then. <laughs> then Rich goes. Thank goodness that's our last clip of the that's film. Her- he goes, "Want to find out if it's a boy or a girl?" Yeah, they. they Let's I mean- take a peek. So they reach inside of her. I mean, this is gross. It's pretty dude. gross.
0: Yeah, this 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 is the scene that kind of goes over the line.
1: Which I mean, it is one of the final scenes. Yeah, yeah. we're almost done here, folks. <laughs> and so they reach inside her stomach. They don't really cut her; they just kind of pull her stomach open. That's what happens. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. For a second, I thought you were going to keep going. (laughs) They pull out sort of like a tiny fetus, and (laughs) Rich goes, smells like a girl, tastes like a girl, and then he goes, hey, look, a womb with a view. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Now now he's stretching it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know how he would even know (laughs) what that, what a room with a view is. But maybe he's more educated than he lets on. Yeah, but they don't explain any of that. No. I mean, like, like, why why
0: would they need why would they explain? I mean, I guess we, I guess we realize that he has access to the outside world.
1: Yeah, they have a car, so I guess. Yeah. But
0: I mean, but like, why would he get like weird British pop culture references?
1: (laughs) Maybe they got PBS. Really? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) All right. He knew what, he knew what, uh, what uh, Gumby and Pokey were. Yeah. Who knows So uh, they're all dead So all the people That we were meant To connect with In some sort of Emotional way They're all dead now Yeah So you might wonder Well what Like is the movie over Nope It's not <laughs> yeah. We see that They sort of just Walk off And then I guess An indeterminate amount Of time passes
0: Yeah it's weird Like I mean Because it's, it's so hard To tell anyway Because they're wearing The same exact
1: clothes They've been right. wearing The whole fucking and movie And they're all anyway. together Just like they were Moments ago Yeah but they they they're talking immediately they're heading back to the smokehouse they're saying that they don't have enough food for the winter even though they just killed a bunch of people uh and uh they decided that they need to keep looking they need to find other people this is where rich gets the great line about why can't we just go out and get fast food like yeah, everyone else yeah <laughs> which is a great question they don't need to like forage for fucking food <laughs>
0: cause the real question would be like where would they get the money for that? Yeah. But I mean whatever, who cares? They
1: could steal it from these kids they keep killing, fair enough. Fair enough. So the big stinger, the big joke at the end is that they're kind of arguing about where the food's going to come from and then they turn towards Rich. Yeah, Gene and Joe do a little, little, cock, little cock their
0: head towards Rich and uh
1: and Rich goes, "Oh shit." <laughs>
0: And credits.
3: Do you want a party? <laughs>
0: That's how every movie should end. Every <laughs> movie ever should end just like that.
1: Like, cut to black. Do you want a party? Every movie ever should end like that. Uh, it cuts right to the credits, of course, the closing credits. And I the credits first- List end like that. <laughs> they play that song that they were singing in the car at the beginning of the movie. They play that over the closing credits. Yes. The I uh, the I guess the actual recorded version of it. You mean this one?
3: If I was suddenly taken from you, sweetheart, light a candle for me, dear, and say a prayer.
1: I'm not gonna listen to the whole fucking thing again. Anyway. <laughs> uh in terms oh, of songs playing over closing credits, it's darling. it's up there as one of the better ones. Yeah. Sure. 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 I mean it's
0: no uh you know, this. What?
2: We are a people,
1: of spirit. We, we are, are a nation of feelings. We I, I could listen to this all day. Me too, it is. Me, I only brought up closing credits
2: music in the hopes that this was
1: a <laughs>
0: Half the movies we cover like that doesn't or more than half doesn't that doesn't really fit into it. You know, <laughs> Like, I, it's, it's not something that I can really just bring up,
1: you know, but I keep that on standby for every episode <laughs> just in case. Uh, there's nothing particularly amusing in the closing credits. It does show uh, like a little video pieces of all the main cast members and then immediately list their names again in the actual written credits. Yeah, uh, but that's that's it. That's the whole movie cannibal camp out. Yep. Yep. 1988. I mean, it's good. It's actually really entertaining because it keeps moving. Uh, once the kills start, they don't stop until the very end. Uh, everyone is disposable. I mean, it's not great art, but it's uh, it's entertaining in a way that I mean, let's face it. Sp- uh, certainly movies of this time, the, the really low budget, and this definitely was that uh, shot on video movies, they just generally aren't. Mm. I don't think it's quite as good as Sledgehammer because Sledgehammer has so much weirdness going on in it. But uh, but it's up there. Yeah. <laughs> Strong opinions about Cannibal Camp Out Mo? I, well you know the funny thing is I do. I I
0: really loved it. I love I love Cannibal Camp Out. I just was distracted for a second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't s- stop thinking about Suburban Sasquatch for a moment there. Yeah, no, it's Cannibal Camp Out, great movie, worth it. <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> was that <laughs> cannibal camp out versus suburban sasquatch i yeah. could see that that would actually i'd be like great to see movie. a fight between joe and sass now the tagline for cannibal camp out is friends don't let friends eat friends which, which is, is a great line brilliant but has no uh application on the film itself. no none whatsoever <laughs> but all the best taglines have no application have no uh yeah what you just said <laughs> and uh, and you mentioned that uh it's actually available on DVD through the Retro 80s Horror Collection. Yeah, which everybody should
0: I mean like if you're a fan of this kind of film, like you need that. There's so much good shit on there.
1: What else is on there?
0: Um Captives, right? Uh which I really enjoyed. I I mean it's really slow starting, but once <laughs> it gets moving it's really fun. Uh Video Violence, which is a fucking classic. Mm-hmm. Uh Video Violence 2, which I hate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the basement, which um, one of those anthology films that had been lost for a long time, and they found it and reissued it. Uh, the the best thing about that that box set is that they give you they give you a VHS copy of it, mm-hmm. but they also give you a DVD copy of the basement. Right. Uh, so it's pretty it's pretty rad. Um, I actually really liked the basement. I I thought it was great.
1: Uh, I love the idea that. That a collection of these sort of shot on video movies can I be like, packaged specifically for people who love that sort of thing. Yeah, I like the idea of Coke more than I like. Coke. <laughs> I think it insists on itself too much, though. Um, no, it's it, it's great. I I don't own the collection. I wish I did. Maybe I should try to see if I could pick it up. Yeah, I, I, bu- it, I
0: bought it pretty quick. Like as soon, as soon as as soon as I heard about it, I had pre ordered it. Pre ordered it. And uh, yeah, when it when it showed up, I I did one of those things where you just kind of like veg for an entire day and watch the whole thing. (laughs) And then I'm like, well, maybe I should do a review for this. And I and so I just I just wrote up like, like five short reviews, like for each film. And it's that's
1: up on Daily Grindhouse if anybody wants to read that. And you can p- you can pick up the whole set on amazon.com for under 25 bucks. Yeah, it's right pretty now. cheap. It's it's yeah, surprisingly yeah, cheap. That's five like movies, this. so you, you can't go wrong. No, I mean, think about Especially it. Especially cuz one of them is this. That's this is worth 25 bucks. No.
0: <laughs> it's, this, half that plus is, the other ones. This is worth this is worth 10. I, <laughs> I 10
1: pay, you're right. I'd pay $10. I'd pay $10, I'd
3: pay I'd pay
1: $10, $10. for one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I'd I'd gladly pay you on Tuesday for cannibal camp out today. Mm.
1: Wow. <laughs> that wasn't my Popeye, that was my that, Dave was, Coulier, that was your Popeye. Ray Romano. <laughs> hey, hey. No, no wait, That was I went back to my awful Peter Griffin for a second there. Hey, he Deborah. <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> although although we did establish that you sound a lot more like
1: Teddy from uh from Bob's Burgers. Hey, you kids, you kids. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be sleeping in your room tonight. Hey, Bob. <laughs> um that's that's Impression Hour here on No Budget Nightmares podcast. That's pretty much all we can possibly say about Cannibal Campout, but uh there is something we need to talk about. Uh-oh. At the end of the previous show, <laughs> those who listened, I apologize for that one. Oh, it, it it's not your fault, Mo. We we didn't really get a chance to talk about it because we weren't sure that it was Well, it was it was
0: a through. weird it was a weird thing because we didn't know if we were going to if we were going to have the song in time or not. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I mean, let's, let's – well, let's just put it out there. Uh, you know, obviously at the end of last week's episode, uh, we played a song by the uh, the great Rue, mm-hmm. uh, another Canadian gentleman.
1: So um, you formerly a co-host of a podcast that you hosted with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I did a podcast with him um, called – Friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. Uh, I did a podcast with him called Something Weird This Way Comes, where we discussed something weird films. And um, – you know i i forced him to watch a uh a nudist film he forced me to watch a gay porn it was pretty wo- uneven
1: <laughs> i was going to say sounds like a random sunday afternoon to the <laughs>
0: yeah um yeah jill really needs to make you stop watching nudist films
1: no she doesn't <laughs>
0: Um anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> So as
0: we were saying, yeah, he he did a song for the film last week, but we didn't know at the time of recording whether or not we were gonna have it in time for when I actually did the editing. Uh and, and it came and it came through like really like eleventh hour, just like a, right. I mean perfect timing really. Um, you know, for me to actually be able to fit it in there. So I ended up having to do like a really shitty uh recording like at my old house, like it's just an empty house and I had no microphone. So the audio quality was really shit, but we can, but we can say at this point, since, since we have one for this week as well, that it seems like, you know, this is shaping up to be a, a regular event on the show.
1: So what Rue is going to do is he's going to watch the films that we're covering and write a song about it for each episode. Yeah.
0: And we, I, I really, I really, really love what he's doing with like, uh, the sort of comedic Folksy You know
1: I mean some people remember he wrote a song for us yeah, On he our wrote, anniversary yeah, show exactly, And it was incredible it's really And great. the uh, the song and for those who haven't heard it Stop this episode right now Download the necromantic episode that we did previously And listen to the end of it Because the song he wrote for that was amazing And yeah. the song he wrote about Cannibal Canbat I'm not just blowing smoke here He, he no, writes amazing Like you said it's this weird comedic folk I mean it's not like Winking at you at all It's just really well done Well crafted songs. But that's the best part Is that they're Is that
0: they're really Like witty and funny Um But at the same time They're They're it's being approached in a completely serious manner, yeah <laughs> and uh and it just it just adds to the whole thing. I really love it, yeah, and this yeah. this week's like I think they just keep getting better, like I really love the one he did for our thirtieth thirtieth episode, but I like the one that he did for necromantic more, and I like the one that he did for cannibal camp out even more, so.
1: Uh, for those who, who want to check out a lot of those songs just by themselves, and I think you should watch them with the episodes. they pair so nicely uh, we do have links to the I think SoundCloud uh, collection yeah, for those we set songs, up a Soundcloud page for uh, through our Facebook, which you can uh, check out. In fact, let's talk about that right now. How would they get to our Facebook Mo?: I don't know.
2: I don't
0: know. <laughs> Mo hates social oh,
1: networking. We don't fucking pay attention to that shit anymore.: <laughs> no, It's uh, facebook.com/ uh, well, let's say groups. Mm-hmm. slash No Budget Nightmares right? or you can just do a search for No Budget Nightmares you can find both our page and our group we do, do love people taking part in the group people have been uh, talking a lot not just about the episodes, the films that we cover but uh, of movies that are upcoming of the No Budget vein uh, I put a lot of uh, my reviews and interviews on there uh, people talk about all sorts of things having to do with sort of the community around No Budget filmmaking, it's really exciting, really yes. fun
0: and and of course promoting their own material and and you know, yeah People love to promote stuff Yeah, especially you I'm a promoter (laughs) You're a narcissist That's what they call me I I
1: am Lex Luthor (laughs) I am Lex Luthor, the narcissist in my uh, power armor The narcissist, Lex Luthor (laughs) (laughs) That's a gimmick right there (laughs) Now you can also find us, uh, me more than some, on Twitter The old Twitter where you can find me at Doug underscore Tilly. That's T I L L E Y. And you can occasionally find Mo. And you need to pull him back into the social networking sphere. Yeah, uh, shoot, at, me, shoot me some messages. I'll, yeah, I'll, send
0: I'll, him some stuff. Send I mean, him some I'll, nude photos. I was gonna say I'll definitely respond if if people if people write. I mean, because I still check it like every like twenty five right? minutes.
1: I just don't write anything. Or DM him something like special or unique, something a, a secret maybe. Yeah. You can find him at Drunk on VHS. Do it. Send Mo some some letters of encouragement. Do it. Do it. Encourage him. Um, so you can find us, of course, in both those those locations. You can also find uh, the podcast posted over on dailygrindhouse.com which is where I do some of my writing. And of course, Mo, you have another podcast. I do. It's uh, <laughs> it's sort huh? of it's sort of uh, on hiatus at the
0: moment, but I am trying to get back into the swing of things with it. And that is uh, Drunk on VHS, uh, which I will be actually recording a new episode. Uh, I don't know when this episode is going to go up. Probably tomorrow. Right. Um but uh but the new episode I am going to be recording on Sunday uh with the very lovely and talented uh Jamie Jenkins. Sweet. And what are you covering on that episode? We are going to talk about Eddie Dean films.
2: Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we are going to be covering The D's, uh, The D's, one of my one of my biggest man crushes ever. Mm-hmm. Um one of my favorite nerdy actors. Uh we are going to be discussing specifically um, uh, zapped, which he is barely in, and and then uh, for a more meteor role, we are going to be discussing Midnight Madness, which is, oh, which also cool. which also ranks in the top
1: five of one of my of my favorite movies of all time. Let's see if I can do an Eddie Deason impression. Hang hey, out No, I can't do. No, it. you really can't. No, no one can. Only Eddie Deason can. Yeah, it's, his voice is so distinctive. You cannot hear it without picturing his face. Oh, without a doubt, yeah, and like like
0: let's put it this way. Uh, I mean, like right now, like the wallpaper on my PS3 is uh, is, is actually Rue McClanahan, but, <laughs> but but for a brief period, I did think about changing it to Eddie Deason. So I just, I just you're, think it's, you're I, telling
1: us you thought about doing something. A yeah, well, while I'm, just, ago. I'm just saying.
0: I, like to me, the comedic value lied with Rue McClanahan. You know, because uh, Especially now that I'm in a house with a bunch of other people Like every time the PS3 turns on The first thing everybody sees is Rue
1: McClanahan, and I just fucking love that 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 is pretty beautiful now I <laughs> uh, And I also have another podcast That's the Above the Line Podcast You can find us on Facebook or At Above the com. And we just recently covered 1963's Blood Feast, even though we are not A genre podcast, but I was supposed to pick a movie That my co-host Ashley would hate And I picked Blood Feast uh, yeah, I guess I'll have to, I mean, obviously I'll have to
0: listen to find out what she thought about that, but I, I, I don't know, I just, I just find it I, I find it odd that she would pick that, I, I wouldn't have picked that as one that she
1: would hate. Now you have to understand that part of the kind of theory behind the show is that we're not picking films that have no value to them. Sure, so I was sure. picking something that I thought would be interesting to talk about, but I thought would... Uh, and it's tif- it's difficult because she's watched a lot of the movies we've watched on this show She yeah. did it just because she's a fan of the show She watched Hip Hop Locos So I'm not going to fucking like, really trip her up But I thought picking something that ostensibly is slow moving And uh, campy in sort of a way that isn't directly humorous Yeah, that's not obvious They're not, like, they're not Phoning it in. So it's semi misogynistic, maybe Very. more than semi. <laughs> not uh, semi at all. Very. And, and the violence is, is unpleasant. <laughs> oh, so I was going to say, if I've, I was thinking that, I would have gone with the Defilers. Yeah. I mean, something like that. I, I felt like there might have been more to say about Blood Feast. Sure. And also, It's we're trying to catch that mainstream audience. No, I get that. I get that. You <laughs> no, know, you... Not
0: everybody loves the Defilers
1: the way I do. <laughs> I mean, I got a fucking Defilers tattoo. Hey, Deborah. Well, like, let's sit down and watch The Defilers. Wow. It's my Ray Romano. It's, it's, hey. re- it's really bad. Hey, hey. <laughs> Please well, stop.
2: Well. Please
1: hey, stop. Hey, hey, hey. what's this guy talking about? <laughs> now, look, this is pretty good. Oh,
0: it's so bad.
1: De- Deborah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's not like a fucking Muppet. Like, No, no, no.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm losing it.
0: <laughs> Finally. <clears throat>
1: Oh, wait, we're done. Oh, we're not done. We're not done. We got to talk about.
0: I was going to say, we had a whole bunch
1: of other shit we need to talk about. What do we got to talk about?
0: Well, we need to to discuss uh, what movies we've watched. We need to discuss what movies we're going to watch next.
1: All right, first, let's talk about what movie we're going to watch next. Do it. Uh, We are going to be covering on the next episode. This is actually a little bit special because uh, we picked one that is actually legally available for everyone to watch with us this time. Online. Yeah, we've covered a few classics lately, so we're moving uh, back to the present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or almost. I think it's just from uh, like around 2010 or so or 2011. And we're going to be covering Order of One Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Killing, Killing, Spree. Killing Spree. Recently the uh, ultra low budget distributor uh Chemical Burn have put a number of their films on YouTube to watch. Obviously free.
0: taking a uh you know, taking a page. a uh, taking a page from trauma, yeah. Always, who you want to be emulating? Well, uh, <laughs> in this particular case, it was probably a good idea. There is I'm because, not Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna get a lot more of their movies out there. Um, I think. I think it's a great idea, especially that they put Order of One on there because that's a movie that everybody should watch.
1: Now, I have not seen it, so I'm very curious. Uh, you know, I love kung fu movies. Yeah. So I'm expecting some high quality kung fu action,
0: and not to you know not to blow my load too early what? or anything like that. But I mean, like I I did review that one as well on Daily Grindhouse. So if anybody wants to do a search for Daily Grindhouse and Kung Fu Killingsbury, I'm sure my review will pop up somewhere. Right. Um. Yeah. And I I mean I'll, I'll just I'll say it right now. I really enjoyed it. But here's the thing. Sometimes covering a movie for the show. It's not quite as enjoyable as just sitting back and watching it. <laughs> you got to so, pay attention. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens with if my opinion changes on it or not. But as of right now, I really
1: fucking enjoyed it. I thought it was stupid and funny uh, in all the right ways. Well, uh directed by Jason Cavalier. Apparently uh, the IMDb profile is kind of interesting because it says that it was made in 2006 but not released until 2011. So, uh well, maybe that'll become visible once I actually watch it.
0: Was there a bidding war with George Romero on that <laughs> That's one? That's right.
1: That's exactly what happened, probably. Call back. <laughs> uh, Mo, have you seen any interesting movies lately? No. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you reminded me to do this. Yeah, part. no, no.
0: I, well, here, here's the best thing. Here's the best thing I can I can mention. Um, I uh, like I said, I, I recently moved in. I'm I'm now living with my sister and uh, and her family basically. And so I decided to introduce her over the over the course of a couple of days to the films of Ty West. Oh. And uh, so we started with the innkeepers because I think that's mm-hmm. the lesser of his films. But I also know that she really likes ghost stories. So sure. uh, so we started with that one she seemed to really enjoy that one but um <laughs> but I think she was really taken with House of the Devil. Uh I think I, I love House of the Devil. Yeah, I love House of the Devil. Like I really love House of the Devil. I think it's a fucking fantastic. I think it's I think it might be the most
1: perfect slow burn
0: horror film ever made.
1: I like Ty West a lot, but I do have to say and I and people who have followed me know this I thought his segment in the ABCs of Death was the worst in the entire movie. It's terrible. Yeah, it it's, really is. It's fucking and terrible.
0: lazy. It's really lazy. And I think I think his segment in uh, in, v- in, in VHS is, is not good. in VHS is not very good either. Although he does have the most inventive, no, not inventive. That's not the word I want. The most uh, creepy uh, kill in the film. Right. Yeah. But he, but his but again, I, he's not a short. He's not a short film director. No. You know he's not. His, his shorts. His shorts are not very good. He needs. A, a drawn out period of time to build up the sort of suspense that he needs for the proper climax, and that's why the innkeepers and the problem. My problem with the innkeepers is that he builds up that def- that that he builds up that intensity, uh, that intensity, I should say, the intensity. Uh, yeah, that, that tension is the word I really meant to say. <laughs> um, yeah, he builds up the tension, and then and then he releases it all, and then he comes back in again, yeah. and like. And then, so like the last like five minutes of the innkeeper sort of turns into one of his short films, and it just doesn't work at all. But with the House of the Devil, like it build it builds up, you know, the, the heat and the tension, and uh, and then starts to boil up. And once it boils over to the end of the film, it's just fucking insane, mm-hmm. and it is perfect. And I uh, actually um, managed to get a, a jump scare out of her, and I and I and I posted it immediately to Facebook because <laughs> it made me laugh. And uh, and yeah, so so that's I mean that's the biggest thing. I watched uh, I watched Jason and the Argonauts because of uh, Ray Harryhausen's death, and uh, and basically everything else has been <sighs> shitty children's television programming. I've seen so many episodes of Phineas and Ferb in the last couple of weeks. I mean, I, I can and have done worse than that,
1: but I, I fucking hate Phineas and Ferb. I think it's a stu- stupid fucking show. <laughs> uh, I I actually, you know what? I don't really have anything to say in terms of what I watched recently. I, I watched um, the first two Iron Man movies mm-hmm. uh, in in anticipation of the third one. I had never seen the second one, and it's it's just as forgettable as everyone had suggested. <laughs> it, it makes It's one of those strange situations where they brought everybody back, exact same creative team, all the same magic should have been there, and it, I, maybe it was too rushed or something, but maybe. it's just, I don't know. Like it's, it's the first one doesn't have a great villain and that's a problem, but it doesn't matter. Cause it's an origin story and yeah. that's really the focus, but the second one doesn't have a great villain and that matters. <laughs> and, that,
0: and, and the real problem with that is that, is that, you know, like Mickey, Mickey Rourke really should have like blown that character out of the water. Like he, like he, it should have nailed it. And it just, and yeah, there was just something about him that just didn't work uh, and there was some weird like i mean like well let's just face it that movie has plot holes that you could drive
1: a fucking truck yeah, through yeah yeah it's 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 a it's a strange movie it looks it looks like a movie where they had like a bunch of trouble like, on set and like like it's a mess because of it but that wasn't the case apparently it was fairly smooth it's just maybe too many hands in the in the pot did you see you th- you said you saw 3 or not yet no no i'm 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 seeing 3 uh i'm i'm actually seeing star trek this weekend uh, and then seeing Iron Man next week. I got to. I got to tell you, man.
0: It's like as much as as much as I as much as I have fond memories of watching the first Star Trek,
1: I have no interest in watching this new one. I feel like all I want to see is some of the interplay between the characters. But even that, I mean, the plot doesn't interest me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's just there's just not much that interests me about it. I'm, I think I'm kind of done with it. I think I, I I think if I'm going to watch anything Star Trek related, I'm just going to go back and watch Wrath of Khan again. When I saw the, the the about the big special effects or anything like that I just want to see them well, kind of I, interact I remember, and I can do that on shows which have equally good writing on a weekly basis with other people I wish I could see Simon Pegg more often is what I'm really trying to say well, let's let it crumble right there Next episode, we will be covering Order of One Kung Fu Killing Spree uh, I hope everyone listening will join us for that Available for free on YouTube We'll link it over yeah. on our uh, our Facebook site So you can all do that
0: Absolutely I, 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 I've said it
1: once, I'll say it again Everybody should watch this fucking movie It is fantastic And uh, we'll get out of your way now Because we want you to listen to the uh, contribution from Rue his song that he's written specifically for this episode of no budget nightmares so now we will take you to cannibal camp out
0: good night folks uh. <laughs> deborah hey
2: deborah deborah. Hey,
0: deborah
1: hey hey uh bring the kids in here deborah everybody loves me
3: the door, heading to a place we've never been before, driving down to Redstone, singing a song and making out, ignore those stories that we've heard about, making sure we packed the bed. boys and the pilots man then head on off to our room with a view. They seem stressed out and underfed. The pilot guy has a funny head. Hey, it's the friendly thing to do. It's the best time of the year. Nothing strange out here. It's a cannibal camp out with the funny people on the road we met it's a cannibal camp out i have a feeling it's a trip that we'll never forget i hope this day will never end what an interesting way to start a weekend just me and my brand it's new a small, small, small 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 world what a small small world is true did you ever hear about three guys in the woods ever do anything bad? Tell me, did you? It's a cannibal camp out. It was fun, but it's done. Now I've run and hit. It's a cannibal camp out. Feeling bad. I'm so mad that I brought my kid. I guess this day will have to end. What an interesting way to end the weekend, making food out of my best friend.